so it is Sunday morning. I have to get ready in a little bit. I'm hanging out with the girls. We're gonna have a great time. I'll I'll share the details after I get back. Um, but I wanted to share this short with you from YouTube by uh, Conversations with Fran four forty four. And she's giving her insights on detaching from a toxic relationship. And there were several takeaways that I got from this, including, you know, um, when we talk a lot, when we've been talking on, on my podcast, it's usually about like the opposite gender. But if we're going to kind of um, upgrade our life, then we have to look at other relationships as a whole. I know that um, with everything that happened with Shanquilla, it it has it on the back burner for me that we need to start talking about relationships that we keep with not just like our boyfriend or husband, you know, or men. What about people in general, people as a whole? And she talks about detaching. Let me go ahead and play it and then you all know how I do. I'll come back and then um say my talking points leaving that relationship or you're made to feel like again you're the problem because the person doesn't want to hold themselves accountable so sometimes you have to step away or you have to step back and allow them to figure it out on their own figure it out figure out what it is they're trying to do wanting to do and just you know, detach from it. Detaching from it is not easy because the heart wants what the heart wants. We love who we love. And sometimes these people are our parents or our children or close relatives. I hear a lot of people say, I had to stop talking to my sister or I had to stop talking to my brother or, you know, I had to stop Okay, so let's let's play it over again. I'm going to give my insights. To feel guilty about leaving that relationship. So, and this is important. I know, I think I'm probably doing a roundabout way of addressing, you know, for example, shaming single black mothers, right? And um, here she's talking about how it's important to detach from toxic relationships regardless of what people think if you're getting domestic violence if you are still a single mom with just uh you know with the title and a ring and that's it and they're not showing up and emotionally available for you and your kids you gotta get out of those toxic relationships right or you're made to feel like again you're the problem because the person doesn't want to hold themselves accountable so sometimes you have to step away or you have to step back and allow them to figure it out. Now, this is the part that was interesting to me. Um, a while back, I talked about um, how I was reflecting on something that Mina had said from Universe Guru and um, Million Dollar Babes. And even though she talks about like relationships with men and if you're seeking partnership and that type of thing, I still think that we can learn again how to imprint this with other people. One of the things she said is is a little bit of a problem is um and I also learned that codependent people try to fix other people's problems for them, right? And it's interesting because we kind of knew that coddling 
um, other people actually cripples them, right? So here we have those three things. We think that coddling is going to make things easier and help them make a better person. Codependency is you trying to fix other people's problems. and But what we have to do is step back and let people be self-sufficient. Let them figure, the, the, figure themselves out, right? Um, it has to come from within them. And <clears throat> not only do we need to do that with the men in our lives, but also with, with the women, right? And it's interesting because she talks about how we can all have that codependent. Because codependency is a form of toxicity, which is interesting. I love how the curriculum has been laying out too, because um, I want to say last week I mentioned that there was a... Somebody had played a clip of a uh, young lady and she was saying, you know, toxic doesn't always mean this angry, um, like ratchet, um, stereotype of, of what we think toxicity is. I can be toxic in the sense that I'm not, I didn't understand myself enough. I didn't understand men enough. Um, and some of the attachment things, and it, it doesn't, I'm going to say it doesn't make me a bad person per se, but I didn't have the healthiest, um, perspectives going into those relationships. So, um, that can be a form of toxicity. Codependency is a form of toxicity. And, um, and so we all have that codependent friend, right? We I have had that one friend and, and but coincidentally they, they kind of have a lot of um traits in their basket, but it's kind of like they just come when they want to complain and I used to get sick and tired of it, right? To the point where I just kind of not answering phone calls, not engaging, just really legit detaching because it's like they would complain and I'm the type of person that after a while I get tired of complaining, you have to show me progress or show me how you're going to try to fix it. That's how I am too. Like I will, I'll cry a little bit, wipe away the tears, but I have to figure out, okay, what's the next step? How can I mastermind something else better and get myself out of the situation? And so I, I remember it'd be like, they'd come around, it's always complaining, always complaining. And then it'd be like, okay, um, after I got fed up with the situation, it's kind of like, okay, have you tried this? Have you thought about that? And it was interesting at one point, it's kind of like, you know, levels of detaching because trying to give solutions and then asking them, well, what do you think about the situation? And I'll never forget one of the last, you know, again, just kind of distancing myself. So still cordial, but not in their space as much as I used to be and as uh, and not letting them in as much as, as they used to be. And she asked me for advice on something. And I really dug deep and reflected and, and gave a well thought out concrete answer to this to the to the problem, um, solution type of a thing. And I remember what it was um, for the upteenth time because because she would always ask me this. What do you think I should do? Should I go into photography or should I do my bakery business? 
And so at that point, I had heard it so many times that I kind of um, tailored it to who she was and laid out the whole formula. I'm like, well, what do you feel more passionate about? You know, um, and, you know, what are the price points and the cost points? What's going to be the best turnaround? What, what, you know, what is the area around you demand? And then when I was done with the whole illustration and, and type of thing, she says, you know, I asked someone else and they said the same exact thing. So I'm like, okay, well, if the other person told you the same exact thing and you're going around asking people and we're all telling you the same thing and you're still not going to follow what anybody's saying and you're just kind of at this point seeking validation because what would happen is, do you think I'm a good photographer? Do you like my, you know, bake, you know, baked goods? And it's kind of like, yes, but do something about it. And it's like, well, people always know just, you know, so at that point, I just had to just step back and I'm not a, a soundboard for that type of energy where you're not doing the inner work. You figure it out for yourself, right? And so that's what she's talking about. I think that it was interesting, um, in the, like I said in the last podcast, where it was um, uh, how when Mina said that when she was rotational dating, she would allow the men to figure out <clears throat> stuff even though she's a smart woman she's educated at this point millionaire multi-millionaire she's not out here telling him no you should do this you should do that no and that sounded a little bit rough right I still remember um um I, I talk a lot about the last two relationships but I think that one of them I really enjoyed talking with him. I never really gave him advice, but I remember sharing with him some of the information I was learning from class and from school. <clears throat> and he was said he said he was inspired to go back to school. So for the most part, healthy behaviors on that aspect of things. But I'll never forget that the second boyfriend, he was super busy. Um, and I remember I, I told him something along the lines of... Um, trying to figure out a way to delegate um, systems at work so that he could spend more time with me, right? And and with his family. And I also sent him uh, an article had just come out like within a week or a week or two from me having that conversation with him that I think it was from Forbes or Fortune magazine. Really interesting article. And it was talking about how... You can put systems in place, and when you put systems in place, um, including delegation and automating certain things, that not only it allows you to scale, to 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 go um, go into a bigger scale, and I thought that would have been really cool for him too, and really get his name out there in terms of of his um, area of expertise. <clears throat> You know me, I was like, I got a business major and you're good at what you do. Let's, but, um, but I, 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 it wasn't like, it wasn't received with the most, um, appreciation he had to figure out for himself. And it kind of did get to a point where, um, he found himself having to give more attention. And that was crazy to me too, because I want to say it was maybe, so we had that conversation in the early spring. I want to say in the fall, 
he was in a situation where not only was he not able to spend time with me, now he was having to spend a lot of time with, with his um, family because there was a, a an emergency. And so there weren't systems in place. He was still the primary person and supervisor. And, you know, now he was really caught within a rock and a hard place um, trying to take care of his family and take care of the business. And it's hate to say it, I was right. It's like if he had put things in place, not only would it have provided that protection, but he could have, you know, whatever. But um, we, I, I give an example. I did end it with how a lot of us women tend to engage with men. But also I give an example of how we engage with women. And then she's also even talking about with children, right? That that was interesting too. She has, if I'm not mistaken, I, I know she has... I've seen one of her daughters, but I, I think she has two or three daughters. But as we're raising our children, the tendency is there to want to, you know, like even I talk about even trying to figure out the best way to be financially um, um, uh, a fin- give a financial blessing to the to the my, my little ones that are coming up behind me. Right. And my thoughts were, wow, I used to hate having to go to work. I hated the discrimination and the infighting and, um, you know, be feeling undervalued, underappreciated in those jobs. And I'm going to make sure that none of my, my God kids and my niece ever have to work. Right. Um, but then you start to learn that it's like, no, you want them to learn to kind of work through the solutions. How do you deal with discrimination at the workplace, um, uh, prejudice at the workplace? How do you stand up for yourself? How do you become assertive? How do you use your critical thinking skills? How do you understand how other people um, think and move and react? And I need to watch my time. Actually, yeah, I need to go shower, get dressed, I'm excited to do my makeup for today, and I'm going to tell you guys when I get back, but let me finish playing the, the rest of this video. On their own, figure it out, figure out what it is they're trying to do, wanting to do, and just, you know, detach from it. Detaching from it is not easy because the heart wants what the heart wants, we love who we love, and sometimes these people are our parents or our children are close <laughs> and you know what so respectfully respectfully ever yeah this is true um and i i i'm at a point where uh i'm an adult now so i can laugh about some of the things um because once you start to recognize the behavior both of my parents are stubborn in different ways and it's kind of funny and we can laugh about it but I can tell when my mom is about to take me in a loophole and I'll just ask her like one or two questions, three at the mask, and then she's just kind of like stop and be like, okay, <laughs> kind of just help through that that type of thing too. Now, but my dad, he's stubborn, stubborn, so he's not doing anything until he's good and ready to do what he wants to do, which is, you know. And again, I think, you know, they start to understand natural consequences. And at the end of the day, they have free will and they have autonomy, right? And you have to afford them that, that what comes with that. Same thing too, I have siblings, right? 
and my parents and and I have had to talk about some of the things that we went through and how I came in as a sister, you know, trying to be big sister and their perspectives, I think, watching them evolve as parents and same thing, having to step back and let the boys and myself, I'm fiercely independent. It's kind of a little bit of a, of a running joke. And um, this lady was telling my, my mom, she's like, I was trying to help her while you were gone. And I was like, kind of like cursed her out a little bit because it's like, no. If I need your, if I need anybody's help, I'm probably going to get it from my parents. I'm not going to get it from some freaking stranger. <laughs> um, and my mom, she just started laughing. She's like, yep, she's been like that since she was four. Um, but, um, even with the boys, you know, and, um, they're, they're for the most part, they're doing okay. One of them still got the training wheels on a little bit, but... This is a part of life, right? We've been talking about Age of Aquarius, how we get to experience the full breadth of life. Sometimes I think it can feel daunting because it can be like, what? I, as a woman, have to learn how to take on some of the things that my husband would do, right? And for men, it's like, what? I have to learn how to cook and clean and wash my poop-stained drawers and and... I need to engage with my children and learn to communicate. Oh my goodness, the burden of the world is upon... But it's a beautiful thing. A lot of the things that we go through with the planetary changes and stuff like that is really for the greater good. And I think that... Excuse me. It's... it's um. It's supposed to give us a more enriched life, right? Um, I think when I talk about... Um, one of the reasons I want to talk about this, and I do have to go, is um, my dad getting to experience what it was like to have a better relationship with me, the one that I had with my mom, the, the standard calling my mom all the time. And he was in the home, but we, and we did have our little things here and there, but it wasn't until he re- retired that it's kind of like, oh, wow. This is what it's like to have a relationship with my daughter. Like we have the best jokes and that type of thing. And 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 so uh let me keep playing this in a row. Relatives. I hear a lot of people Oops. say I had to stop talking to my sister or I had to stop talking to my brother or you know, I had to stop leaving that relationship or you're made to feel like again you're the problem because the person doesn't want to hold themselves accountable so sometimes you have to step away or you have to step back and allow them to figure it out on their own figure it out figure out what it is they're trying to do wanting to do and just you know detach from it Detaching from it is not easy because the heart wants what the heart wants. We love who we love. And sometimes these people are our parents or our children or close relatives. I hear a lot of people say, I had to stop talking to my sister or I had to stop talking to my brother or, you know, I had to stop. Okay, so hopefully that helps. I really like how we're learning progressively about uh stepping back letting people 
be themselves, let them come up with solutions. And yeah, if they, if they bounce ideas off of you, you know, within reason, um, be a, a soundboard, but you want to help every person to develop their own muscles. It's kind of like one of those things where I can watch a lot of YouTube videos on how to work out my, my arms and my core and my legs. I can talk to people who are really into fitness and nutrition and they can give me their whole regimen. But it doesn't mean jack squat until I go to the gym and I lift up those weights and I do my reps and I do my sets and I pay attention to what I'm putting into my body, right? And so we can all want the same best things for each other. We can share thoughts with each other. But at the end of the day, we each have to learn how to be, how to get the fullness out of life. Like I said, I want to end with this. I don't want us to feel discouraged with taking on more um, more spectrum of the rainbow, right? I feel like as much as we talk about us being individual, how do we become more um, well-rounded? So I'm pretty sure we'll continue to get more insights and downloads as the week progresses. I really like, like I said, how we've learned about um, codependency, attachment styles, learning to step back, um, and not being too eager to please, like the coddling aspect of things, and, um, yeah, that's it and that's all. Until the next one, I will catch up with you guys later. Um, I'll tell you all what I'm doing a little bit later. It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) Talk to you later. Have an amazing Sunday if you're hearing this on Sunday. And like I said, I'm pretty sure I'll catch up with you later tonight and, and going into the week. All right. Bye.